You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hello, everyone. My name's Tim Webb, and I'm here with Dr. David Klingler for our Teach Me the Bible podcast. And David, our, our desire is helping the people of God understand the Word of God. And we want to remind them, uh, you are more than welcome to download our app from any app store, as well as uh, downloading our Apple TV or Roku app. But with every episode, uh, just a way to continued growth, we want uh, you have Bible mm-hmm. studies available, blog posts, articles, uh, those kind of things to help them uh, gain deeper understanding. Also, want to encourage everyone uh, to, if they have questions, to email those questions to you. And and I know things are uh, just just kind of an update before we jump in here because uh, mm-hmm. people need to understand that this is uh, God is really blessing this ministry, and more people are getting involved and becoming uh, a part. I know you're excited about that. And before we finish our discussion of Colossians chapter four, just want to. I ask everyone to continue to pray for you and the leadership of this podcast that uh, we continue to stay focused on the mission and uh, for people to understand the Word of God. So I'm very excited about that. Just want to encourage those out there who are listening uh, to stay apart and encourage other people uh, to join in as well. But today we need to finish our uh, conversation. Well, actually, it's Paul uh, writing to Colossae, and we're in chapter 4. I know you don't like to... Here the chapter breaks, right. <laughs> so but uh, that's kind of how we've you know we've broken it up uh, for today and uh, chapters. But let's uh, join back in with what Paul's doing here. Yeah, so so as we've said, the the when you think in Colossians, um, Colossians and Ephesians are are really uh, close in in the, the content that they cover. And uh, and so we pick it up in chapter four. Really, at the end of chapter three, uh, Paul has exhorted the, these Colossians to 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 put off the old man uh, and put on the new man, mm-hmm. and that this new man is Christ. And so, how do you live in the body of Christ, and how does that affect husbands and wives and children and fathers? And uh, and so, those are uh, the the categories that he uses. Uh, husbands, wives in three eighteen and nineteen, mm-hmm. then children and fathers in twenty and twenty one. Uh, and then he turns to masters and and servants uh, in um, end of chapter three, verses twenty two, all the way down through through four one uh, of masters. And um, these are the three categories, three relationships: husbands, wives, fathers, sons, master servants. Uh, and we've said this in other podcasts, but uh, but why those three? Why doesn't he include others? Well, um, in the Old Testament, these are the same three relationships that God has chosen to use to reveal himself to Israel. He was the the husband and he had a wife, uh, a bride and a, and the bride went and played the harlot. Um uh, and so you can think of uh Hosea for example, Hosea, all of this bride imagery mm-hmm. language all through the Old Testament is Israel's unfaithfulness to their uh to their master, to their Baal, uh, their husband, mm-hmm. um, to, to their, their man. Uh, and, and, you know, the Lord is faithful when they're faithless. And so husbands and wives and how do husbands love your wives and how should wives respond? Um, 
The second is fathers and sons. Sons I have reared, but they have rebelled against me. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so God is the father and Israel are, are the children. And the last is uh, the, the Lord is the master and Israel was the servant. And, and in the Old Testament story, the servant, the suffering servant Christ, uh, uh, the, the master Christ becomes the servant, lays down his life mm-hmm. to redeem the, the servant. Uh, and so these are the three relationships that you find throughout the Old Testament. Unfortunately, um, Satan has done a good job of destroying all three of these. Um, mm-hmm. uh, husband and wife relationships, fathers and sons, uh, and masters and uh, and servants. And so you, you, you know, you'll hear often, well, how can you um, believe in a Bible that advocates slavery, advocates, uh, you know, this this concept of slavery? Um, well, uh, what we do is we bring in the world's and Satan's view or or presentation of slavery, dominate, domineer, injustice, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and it, it's uh, and the same thing with fathers and sons and abusive mm-hmm. fathers and and uh, husbands and wives that can't get along. It's all a marred presentation of what God intended. Uh, that God is the master, uh, and Israel was to serve him faithfully, <clears throat> and the master uh, loved the servant uh, to the extent that he would lay down his life, even the life of his own son, to care for and protect, redeem the servant. Um, and so these relationships that are revealed in the Old Testament, and these are the mm-hmm. same ones that are in Ephesians, same mm-hmm. ones that Peter is going to use in um, uh, in uh, in First Peter, uh, these are consistently presented in the New Testament because they were the means by which God revealed himself in the Old Testament. So here's this husband that lays down his wife, a life for the wife. Uh, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That's that's Ephesians. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, the fathers and sons and the masters and the right. servants. So so when it begins in four one, masters grant to your slaves justice and fairness. All of these relationships inside of Israel, inside of the church, were to reflect God's care, love for his mm-hmm. people Israel, uh, for his people uh, the church, and uh, and his people's mm-hmm. response to that. Uh, and so when, when the world sees how the world does, you know, masters and slaves, mm-hmm. it ought to be very, very different mm-hmm. than... Um, how the the church or how the the, the Israel, yeah. uh, you know, you go you go into Israel and all of a sudden uh, their masters care and love their slaves and treat them as their own family. In mm-hmm. fact, the, the 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 servants so uh, love the master that they could choose to serve him for the rest of their days. Yeah. Well, this this is how it ought to how it ought to look. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't um, negate hierarchy. Right, uh, and so the, the the hard part to hear here is that um, uh, that when we hear, you know, uh, you know, husbands abusing wives and um, masters abusing servants and all that, and we think, well, how can the Bible even allow such a thing? How can a just God allow such injustice? Well, that injustice is brought in by Satan. Mm-hmm. It's not brought in by God, right. uh, and so. Um, so the 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 if if you keep to the biblical 
uh, you know, the positive, you know, what's supposed, how it's supposed to be, you ought to see Christ in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ is the the Lord, the curios, the the, mm-hmm. the master, and the church is to serve him. Mm-hmm. Um, in um, in Isaiah forty nine, it's one of the servant songs we call it. It's where the 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 master, the Lord, sends his son um, uh, as a servant to redeem the servant, so that the servant would serve him. Mm-hmm. What master does that? Right, lays down his own son, uh, and so uh, what ought to characterize how we treat one another uh, in God's uh, in God's family. Uh, is uh, with justice and fairness, and it's not justice and fairness by how the world would describe it, but in how how God does, right? Mm-hmm. So, so um, husbands, wives, fathers, sons, masters, servants—it ought to look like God's care, love, loving kindness, loyal love for His people. So, masters, grant your slaves justice and fairness, knowing that you too have a master in heaven. See, there it is, mm-hmm. just as. Your master cares for you, so you care for mm-hmm. uh, for your your uh, those under your care. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert with an attitude of thanksgivingness, uh, praying uh, at the same time for us as well. Paul talking about praying for us as well that God may open uh, up to us a door for the word, so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ, for which I have been imprisoned, in order that I may make it clear in the way that I ought to ought to speak. And so Paul, uh, really, if you had to put a chapter break here, it'd probably be better to put the chapter break after, um, you know, four one. I don't know why they put four one in there. Four one kind of goes with the end of chapter <clears throat> chapter three. But then in three uh, four two, he changes his his focus to mm-hmm. devote yourselves to prayer, be alert, pray for us, um, conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Um, well, what would that look like? Well, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned as it were with salt, so that you may know how you should respond to each person. Uh, how do you respond in a way that builds up, models Christ as a, as a witness, uh, sharing the testimony? All of those things uh, go into that here. Um, Paul's going to uh, to say uh, in Philippians that uh, that Israel was to be the light of the world, uh, they were the children of God. But now, because of their rejection, the gospels come to the Gentiles, and now so he calls the Gentiles uh, uh, lights in the world and children of God. Um, and so this is how we get to our theology of living. How do we live? If, if this is what we believe, chapters 1 through 3, at least down to, uh, uh, down to verse, uh, verse uh, 17, then how do we live? Well, this is what it ought to look like. This is, ought to, this is how it ought to play out in husband and wife relationship, father and son relationships, mm-hmm. uh, master servant relationships, or, or you know, those who are in your care. And we could talk about uh, those who are, uh, you know, bosses or and, and employees, that type of thing. I think that's a that's a uh, relevant discussion. Uh, and how do you live? How do you live out your faith in the in the the midst of of the world? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so the real practical application all the way up to verse 6, 4, 6. And then he says, uh, uh, As to all my affairs, Tychicus, our beloved brother and faithful servant and fellow bondservant in the Lord, will bring you information. For I have sent him to you for this very purpose, 
that you may know about our circumstances, that he may encourage y'all's hearts. And with him, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of yours, uh, they will inform you about our whole situation here. Remember, uh, this Onesimus, this would have been a uh, a name familiar mm-hmm. to uh, to the Colossians. Uh, remember Philemon and Onesimus and uh, th- this whole uh, situation that's taken place mm-hmm. in uh, uh, in, uh, in in Colossae. Um, and uh, so then Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, sends you his greetings, uh, and Barnabas. Uh, uh, Barnabas' cousin Mark, mm-hmm. uh, about whom you received instruction. If he comes, welcome him. And also Justice, who, uh, Jesus, who's called Justice. Uh, these are uh, the only fellow workers of the kingdom of God who are from the circumcision. They've proved to be an encouragement to be. Epaphras, who's one of yours, one of your number, a bond slave of Jesus Christ, uh, sends you his greeting, uh, always uh, laboring earnestly, for you and his prayers, that you may stand perfect or complete, fully mm-hmm. assured in all of the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has a deep concern for you all mm-hmm. and for those who are in Laodicea and, and uh, Heropolis. Um, Luke, the beloved physician, sends you his greeting, as does Demas. Um, uh, Paul is making a distinction here, apparently, between those who are of yours, you know, mm-hmm. so... Uh, Colossian Gentile, Gentiles, you know, Gentiles. Gentiles. These are of your Jews. number, and uh, and then you've got a few here who are of the circumcision. They're the mm-hmm. only ones who proved to be, uh, you know, of the mm-hmm. of the party of the circumcision. Uh, this is, uh, it's not crystal clear, but this is why many would think that Luke, the physician, was a Gentile mm-hmm. because he was not included uh, included in the list. But when we read, for example, Luke's um, gospel, Luke Acts, mm-hmm. uh, really, what you're reading is. Paul's ministry, <laughs> uh, um, the, the the presentation of the gospel up until Paul's point, uh, and then Paul's ministry as well. Uh, greet the brethren who are in, in Laodicea, and also in Nipha, uh, the church that's in her house, uh, and also Nipha and the church that's in her house. Um, uh, one point here that uh, that needs to be. Um, uh, when we go back to the the letter Paul's letter to Philemon, uh, which is uh, probably the Church of Colossae, so mm-hmm. that we think of, we tend to think the Church of Colossae is like um, Colossae First Baptist Church, or <laughs> yeah, you know, this yeah. giant thing yeah. on the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, remember what's happening to these Gentiles; they believe the gospel. Um, but they're not being circumcised and keeping the law. They're not. Uh, they don't have access to the synagogue. Right. Um, the Jews are being kicked out of the synagogue as well. Uh, and so, where do they go? Yeah. To what do they do? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, these churches were not uh, mega churches. They weren't church buildings with. Mm-hmm. You know, when we think church, we think uh, you know. VBS and church building and a place mm-hmm. that sits there on Sunday with you know. Playgrounds and you know after school programs <laughs> the whole right. bit. That's not what was going on here. Uh, you know, so where are we going to start a church? Well, we're going to well, we're going to start it here. You know, basically, who has the who has enough room to gather some people? Right. And if not, we'll gather outside. You know, mm-hmm. whatever uh, it took. And and so you've got um, uh, Philemon, 
the church that's meeting in his house in Colossae, and here, uh, Nipha apparently yeah. is this one, and the church is meeting in her house. And uh, and so whenever we're reading the scriptures, uh, it's very easy to read our present situation mm-hmm. back into these into these. Uh, well, we're almost conditioned to. Yeah, yeah. We just think so, that it's always been this way, uh, and and even in our, you know. Uh, we've lived long enough to see quite a lot, of, a lot of change. I remember mm-hmm. sitting and talking with my grandmother years ago, and she was in her mid nineties, and and you know she had lived through. Um, she, she could mm-hmm. tell when she saw her the first car, when she mm-hmm. saw the first mm-hmm. airplane, when uh, electric came into houses, when plumbing came into came houses. Into houses. Yeah. Right. Uh, and 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 um, you know today kids don't know about. What it means to dial a phone, no. or to roll up a window in a car, <laughs> you know, party uh, lines, yeah, party yeah. lines, yeah. you know, you, you know, and, and some of you are probably out there thinking, yeah, what does it mean to roll well, up a window? Yeah. Well, you had a crank, cranked you, you it cranked up. it up, you yeah. rolled it up, and, and it uh, always and so, rolled up well. <laughs> and so, so many of of how we understand sure. things is conditioned by our present situation, and so. Um, well, it, even having the whole scriptures, having the old scriptures, having a copy of the scriptures, copy of having right. uh, several copies of the scriptures in your own uh, language. None of this stuff yeah. happens until much later in church history. So, where did you go to learn the scriptures? And uh, and so, is literally the words of the apostles and prophets. Uh, and um, and so, um, you know, the, the 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 reality back then is very different. Than our reality today. So keep that in mind as you're, and we try to, mm-hmm. to remind you that as well. Uh, and so, verse 16, chapter 4, verse 16, and when this letter is read among you, have it um, also read in the church of the Laodiceans, and you, for your part, uh, read my letter, which is coming from Laodicea. And we've talked about this before at the when we introduced this book. Um, we don't have a Paul's letter to Laodicea. Um, you know, Paul, we don't have. Uh, all of Paul's letters, unless unless the the letter to the Laodiceans is is the book of Ephesians, um, and so um, we don't know if we have everything that Paul ever wrote. Probably not, um, but uh, but apparently there was a letter that was written to the Laodiceans. Either it was the book of Ephesians, which was a letter that went from place to place uh, and was preserved at uh, in Ephesus because that's where Paul had a pretty big ministry. Or we don't have it, but uh, anyway, um, uh, and uh, say to Archippus, take heed uh, to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. Very similar um, exhortation that Paul gives to Arch- Archippus, uh, as he does does to Timothy mm-hmm. in Second Timothy. Fulfill your ministry. Right. And if Paul was here today, and uh, what would he say to each of us? He'd say, you know, um, know your place. <laughs> not in a bad way, but in a right, good way. Know, right. know how you fit into the body of Christ right. and fulfill your ministry. Do it well. Uh, you you have a role in the ministry that no one else has. You, you are a a distinct member in the body of Christ with with very distinct gifts and abilities mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, to use for the building up of the body of Christ. So do it. Fulfill your ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't feel like you got to do someone else's ministry. Right. Your your job's not their job. Their job's not your job. And we all work together for the building up of the body of Christ. So take, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord that you may fulfill it. One, one more point just before we 
close this up, I would say that some of us have this view that we don't have a ministry. Um, or you hear people say, well, I'm going into full-time ministry. Right. Well, I got news for you. If you're a believer, you're, <laughs> you're, in full, in you're supposed ministry. to be in full-time ministry. You're supposed to be. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and this is... You know, this goes back to uh, conduct yourself in wisdom toward outsiders, mm-hmm. making the most of the opportunity. Let your speak uh, speech always be with grace, seasoned as it were with salt, that you may know how you should respond to each person. There's a ministry. That's right. Uh, you know, and so we all have a ministry in Christ. We have you have things that uh, to benefit and and would, provide to the body would be of Christ. Your outreach ministry, right there. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, he's that's a, that's right. Toward he says, conduct yourself with wisdom toward outsiders. Um, uh, the 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 you know the waitress that waits uh, on you at the restaurant the people standing in line every day of uh, the the mm-hmm. parking lot and how do you treat people in the parking lot when mm-hmm. some idiot cuts off and takes <laughs> your parking spot okay how do you respond to that right. you know you know that's part of your ministry yeah, that's, you know, right. that's part of how we live this out uh, and so uh, be encouraged um, Paul um, would say to you. Complete your ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I remember years ago I was teaching a, a Bible study, and, and and the guys would get there early, early to make sure that the coffee and the kolaches were there. And uh, and they say, oh, you're doing such a great job as a teacher or whatever. I'm saying, well, let me tell you something. Um, my teaching's not near as good if people— don't have coffee to be awake. That's right. In fact, I, th- I think that <laughs> a lot the of the, the, the average teaching looks yeah. a whole lot better when you're eating coffee and donuts. That's right. <laughs> you're happy, right? <laughs> yeah. so, you, there's something to be said there. So, so there's something. <laughs> yeah. So you know, so so every member of the body has a role and a part, mm-hmm. and one's not right. more important than the other. They're all necessary for the building up of the body. Some have a, um, you know, the. The role of uh, of uh, uh, you know of uh, an apostle certainly is uh, the ministry of the word is is important because that tells everyone else how they're to fit into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but every part of the body is is vitally important. And so then ends Paul. I, I Paul write this greeting to you with my own hand. Remember my imprisonment. <laughs> Such a great way to finish it. Right. <laughs> Remember. My imprisonment. Uh, Paul is always. Uh, how bold is Paul to say, "Follow my example. Mm-hmm. Um, follow me as I follow Christ." He, he does this a lot. Well, um, what do we take from Paul saying, "Remember my imprisonment"? Um, how much has Paul given up to to follow Christ? Um, you know, in Philippians, mm-hmm. he's given up. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, is he upset about it? Not at all. Nope. In fact, uh, you know, when he writes to the Philippians. He, you know, he's a, he's imprisoned, and mm-hmm. this is one of the impris- uh, the the uh, the prison epistles. Um, so you have uh, lumped these four books into you know kind of into the same category: Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and uh, and then Philemon. Uh, and we learn in in Philemon or in Philippians that um, uh, that he's imprisoned. And at the end of the letter, at the beginning of the letter, he says, "You know, I'll have you know that the that my imprisonment has turned out for the further furtherness of the gospel, right. the furtherance of the gospel, because people outside have far more confidence to uh, to speak of Christ." Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of the letter, uh, he says, uh, "Greet all the saints." 
all the saints here greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, he's led them, yeah. led them to Christ. Yeah, he's leading them to Christ <laughs> yeah. in, in prison. Yeah. So, yeah. so wherever you are, mm-hmm. there's your ministry. One sure. of the best things I ever heard in seminary uh, was Dr. Jeff Bingham. We were in a class, and <clears throat> and a student was asking some question about should they go into this ministry, and you know, are they waiting to feel led to you know to do to do this sure. thing or the other thing? And he, you know, of course, his answer was, well, you know, if you want to do it, go do it. Right. As long as there's not a prohibition against it, go do it. Uh, and the student didn't find that very spiritual, uh, which I was agreeing with at the time. I'm thinking, wait a second, that, that doesn't yeah. sound very spiritual. You know, right, right. what do you mean just go do it? Yeah. And and he said the most profound words. Some of the most profound words I heard in seminary he said, "If if you want to know where your ministry is, look down. Wherever your feet are, that's where your ministry is. And if that's true, you're in full time ministry." Mm-hmm. We sure. all are. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't do full-time ministry well, mm-hmm. uh, but you're in it, mm-hmm. whether you re- realize it or not. And uh, and so I think Paul's uh, exhortation here, remember my imprisonment. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as a servant, a bond servant, a prisoner of Christ, he used that language as a prisoner of Christ, or is it a prisoner for Christ's sake? It's all the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, imprisoned by Christ. He's what else can he do but serve the Lord? Is he imprisoned for the sake of Christ? Yes. Mm-hmm. All of it. Uh, and and we should be as well. Right. And so just uh just wise words from the old apostle. Yes. Absolutely. It says not the circumstance, it's our response. Always. Yeah, always. So and, and uh, yeah, that's that's easier said than done. <laughs> yes, but, but we need to be reminded of it constantly, and Paul Always. does certainly here at the end of yeah. his letter to the. To and the it's very humbling. It is. It's just a reminder. <clears throat> it is very humbling. Well, David, thank you so much for walking us through Colossians, and I want to remind everyone just as you are walking through God's story and learning the understanding, uh, going deeper in your faith, we want to encourage you to stay connected with the body of believers. Amen. We are the body. This is never to pull people out of serving in the body and or away from their local pastor. So uh, I know your desire has been to grow this, to to encourage all, all people in the body. So thank Absolutely. you for Absolutely. having that motivation. And so thank you, everyone, and continue to walk with us through God's Word. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is to use the power of God's Word to change lives. For more information, download our app. Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.